It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Because this is one of our top 20 matchups. It's Louisville and it's Duke. And last time we saw Duke, they were reeling after playing a, an admittedly pretty good football game against a, a, a very good Florida State team on the road in a tough environment. Louisville also was on the road in a tough environment against Pittsburgh, and they got punched in the mouth. They didn't respond very well. I'm very interested to see how these two teams respond in a big spot because I will admit here, these are two teams who still very much control their destiny in the ACC. You have a two-loss Duke team, but but ah, that other loss is Notre Dame. You're nailing all the points. So they're three and one in the ACC. Now you after the after the North Carolina loss last week. There you go. They are right there in the thick of things. Both of these teams control their destiny, and and look, Duke still plays North Carolina, so they could absolutely still play their way into the ACC title game. But first, you got to step through Louisville, a team that's coming off of a bye week, and Duke also doesn't have Riley Leonard potentially. He's considered day to day by Mike Elko, the head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, I think if he plays, I'd be very surprised. Uh, if he doesn't play, either way, it's gonna, still going to be Jordan Waters and Jaquez Moore who are going to need to shoulder the load for Duke. Yeah, you, you brought a lot of the storylines that I really appreciate about this game to the forefront already. The, one of their losses was Notre Dame. Doesn't count as a conference loss. Great. UNC's loss a, a week ago opens things back up for these two teams to have another run at Florida State. It's a very exciting game. It's a very important game yep. in this conference. Uh, look. At no point did I think I'd be saying, uh, you know, the week nine matchup between <laughs> Duke, Duke and, and Louisville, Louisville is going to be an important game in the ACC week 10, excuse me. Um, but here we are. Uh, is, it week 10? is it week 10, week nine? Week nine. I, I, dude, I can't nine. count, man. Week nine. Uh, but here we are. That's why I work in radio. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, <laughs> can we get the NFL and the college to have some sort of combined week set up? Because I got to do one for this and one for that, and then I just lose count. Oh, Anyways, uh, I am very excited about this game. The fact that it does matter, the fact that it does mean something is awesome. I just wish, like you said, we had Riley Leonard. That does not mean that Duke can't win this game. 
without him. I, you, you were all over it a week ago. That Duke defense is going to be able to keep them in this game, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I think Riley Leonard is, is such a difference maker, and they they have so many offensive struggles if they don't have him out there being the playmaker that he is. So hopefully he finds a way to get uh, to get in there. Hopefully, the like last week, uh, it, somehow he miraculously starts the game. But um, yeah, you you knocked it right on head. This is the game that now matters again. For, for the race to the ACC title game because UNC dropped the ball a week ago. And and that has made this game uh, even more exciting than it would have been a standalone as a top 25 matchup. Yeah, and, and I, this is an interesting game for multiple reasons for me too because I think Duke is a better football team, uh, but they're also on the road for cons- in, in, in a second consecutive week. Without their starting and- quarterback. Without your starting quarterback, yeah, which is admittedly an extremely tough spot to be in against a team that's against a team had coming a off of a bye. Who yeah, was watching you lose yeah. on TV last week? So, I mean, maybe they had somebody at the game. I don't even know. <laughs> but look, this is a this is a tough spot for Duke to be in. But this is one of those spots where you appreciate having a really good defense and, and head coach and head and coach. a good head coach. Yeah, and one thing that we've seen about Louisville in particular, <clears throat> excuse me is that Jack Plummer and Jamar Thrash and uh, and Jawar Jordan and, like, these guys, they like they like the big plays. They love big plays. You know one thing that Duke doesn't give up a lot of? Big plays. So I think that's really the biggest situation in this game is, is uh, can the Duke offense lean on Jordan Waters and Jaquez Moore enough, the running backs, to kind of take the load off of the defense and give them an opportunity to breathe? Because that's not something that happened against Florida State last week, and that's Ultimately, the reason that they lost that you could point to Riley Leonard, and I think that would be perfectly fair. And I think that actually played in a massive role in this game. Of course, you lose your quarterback yeah. for a full quarter and a half. That matters. But if you're able to do that and keep your your defense off of the field, I think that's really important, especially in this kind of game where Florida or excuse me, where Louisville likes to play quickly and score on big plays. And they've done that effectively throughout the entire course of the season. Real quick, I want to fl- I'm going to fly through some of these other games here. Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Any thoughts on that one? It's just popping off tonight, man. I'm I'm looking to see if Syracuse can get back on track. You know, at the start of the season, it looked like they would be uh, at least a formidable size, uh, you know, but now three straight losses, Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State. I can understand why they lost those three games. Let's just see if they can get back on track on the road on a Thursday night. But uh, yeah. UConn and Boston College on Saturday. Boston College, of course, coming off of the big win over Georgia Tech. Castellanos is the real deal, man. That quarterback is a bowling ball and then uh, Robichaud, a guy who I had to learn quickly how to spell his name because he was also a bowling ball. He had a lot of big plays. Both of those guys were, were honored this week as ACC Players of the Week on their All-10 team or all whatever, All-11 team. I think that's what they call it. I'm not sure exactly what they call it. I just know the ACC honored these guys, and, and for good reason. They had big weeks, and now they're taking on a UConn team that they really shouldn't have any problems with. Clemson and NC State, that's another very interesting game because historically, Abe, this is a game that four of the last six have been decided by 10 or fewer points. Plus, NC State's coming off of a bye. They're in a huge spot at four and four with a lot of very difficult games down the stretch. They need to win this game. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, and Clemson just continues to reel after stumbling and what, what happened and a week ago. And, and I'll be honest, I was very frustrated with the comments of Dabo Sweeney postgame uh where he essentially threw his quarterback under the bus and i don't care if Cade Klubnik ran the wrong play or not you protect your guy yeah 
you protect your guy. And so I'm very frustrated. I'm tired of Dabo's act. Um, it, look, I'll, I'll have a rooting interest in this one because of that. Um, but, but, uh, look they, straight up, they, they're probably the better team, even with the buy, even being at home, I would expect Clemson to be able to, uh, take care of business. Yeah. I'm, I've grown increasingly frustrated with Dabo Sweeney Yeah, in particular. I know that winning is very hard in this sport. Uh, the dude was, I want to be careful with what I say here. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. He is, he's, he has since made some unnecessary comments multiple times. And sometimes it's best to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes it's best to shoulder some blame. Sometimes it's best to just not say anything at all, you know, and this is one of those situations where, you know, you probably should have said nothing. Um, it doesn't, I mean, or just certainly don't say that. Don't bury your quarterback. You know, the, the, the sophomore player who's, 20 years old and yeah. you're a, a full-grown adult i mean like gun like gundy said i'm a man i'm 40 right talk about me dabo sweeney should have taken a note out of his playbook on or after the game but i will say one thing more thing about this football game talking specifically about the football nc state isn't good at a lot of things but one thing that they are very good at is stopping the run clemson relies on the run they're also on the road they haven't played well on the road abe and I think if NC State can come in here and just do most of their things okay, play mistake-free football on offense, don't hand the ball over, you know, don't don't give don't give them turnovers, don't make sloppy plays, because just muck it up, make it as ugly as possible, run the ball, make the screen passes, do whatever you need to do, and then stop the run on defense. I think you have a shot just because this Clemson team has shown that it's. It's got some distractions off the field. Yeah. And I think they start with the head coach. Um, he's made the story about himself one too many times, and I think it's starting to, to bite him in the rear. Uh, but, of course, that's going to be a different discussion for a different time. I do want to talk about Florida State, the overwhelming favorite in the conference. They have a road trip to Wake Forest. Uh, coach Clawson, of course, is going to have something prepared for these guys. Co- Dave Clawson's one of the better schemers in the ACC. He's a great head coach, great X's and O's guy. And he generally plays well at home. This is a team that hasn't had a great season. They've kind of fallen off after losing their starting quarterback, Sam Hartman, to Notre Dame. But they're still a pretty formidable team. They're a team that knows how to play good football. They have a good offense. But can they hold up against Florida State? Yeah, and Wake Forest is on their third quarterback of the season. Santino Marucci uh, had a great showing in a last-second win against Pitt uh, a week ago. I threw a touchdown with seven mm-hmm. seconds left to put them over the top. And I know we're, we're going to talk about Pitt Notre Dame in a moment. And that's that, that that's the other side of this, but uh, Wake Forest has got a little bit of momentum, but unfortunately that's Florida state on the other sideline. Yeah. And it's just going to be a, a, a really tough go for them. Uh, I, I think this is a game. Now, the one thing you want to say is you don't want this to be a lazy performance from Florida state. I I, I think they are that weird team that has got some really good quality wins, but people just aren't believing in them. So we're in another situation where they're coming off a pretty impressive performance. And and you could talk about game flow and all that a week ago against Duke, where they should blow out their opponent. They want to stamp themselves into that Michigan, Georgia, Ohio state, Washington discussion. You do that by blowing out your opponent. And, And I know the margin of victory and style points and all that, crap is supposed to not matter but it does and uh it's just an opponent i want to see them handle and handle well four touchdowns or larger needs to be the margin here go get it done oh 
They Whoa. should, or should they not? I mean, be be honest. Should they not? Whoa! I I mean, look. They you certainly can because they're good <laughs> enough to do that, Abe Gordon. Right. But I'm not going to sit here on this podcast in good faith and say that they will. I think that's a different thing entirely. But Florida State has a Florida State's the best team in the conference, and I, yeah. I think they need to show it on Saturday. Yeah, there you that's go. That's it. all I'm asking. Notre Dame is also a really good football team. They they just came off of a they're off of a bye week. The last time we saw them, they were taking down USC in pretty dominating fashion. They kicked them in the mouth and then did it again, and then ran over them for for good measure. You know, like they say in. Uh, 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 zombie land, the, like one of the rules, right? Yeah, you know, like double take, right? Double yeah, tap, whatever. double tap, double tap. So that's exactly what they did to USC. I think they're in a really good spot against a Pittsburgh team that, like you said, is on the other end of the stick here. Uh, Notre Dame is a really good football team. They're playing at home. Uh, they got some tough sledding out here for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree with you. The, the way things went with Pitt, um, Last week, uh, giving up a, a game-winning touchdown to a third-string quarterback with seven seconds left. There's just not much rebound, uh, to be honest. Now, I will say this, because you know how much I love the idea of a trap game. Notre Dame is at Clemson after this game. I know they're coming off a bye, but they are at Clemson after this game. So it's just, it, if you're going to have a trap game, this would kind of have the makings for it. Um, but with all due respect, I just think they're way too good that mm-hmm. even if they're sleepwalking through this game, they'll handle business. Abe, I see what you're saying. I I, I just don't think it's going to be one of those kinds of games. I know. I don't think so either. But, you know, Mark, I got to point out all the possibilities. If this, was, if this was between USC and Clemson, then, yeah, I would agree. But you're coming off of a bye week. Um, I think you're going to be fine. And I think Notre Dame is going to be rested and ready to come into this game. And Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's reeling. I'm, I'm not a big believer in what they're doing right now. I, of course I picked them against Louisville. That's really where they peaked. And then it's been mostly, it's been hot and cold for Narduzzi's group. Uh, speaking of hot and cold, Virginia got really hot on Saturday over North Carolina. <laughs> Just in probably one of the most inexplic- inexplicable games of the college football season. They, they just sort of, beat North Carolina. <laughs> and it's, it was just a crazy football game. Uh, Amari and Hansen got taken out of the game. They, they, uh, he only touched the ball five times, I think in that second half, which is just a wild thing, but we're not talking about North Carolina. We're talking about Virginia. They're on the road at Miami, another team who had a big win last week. They take down Clemson. And, and I will say this about Miami. They are one of my more interesting wild card teams for the rest of the season, because this is not a team that's going to be competing for a college football playoff. They, they, they've shown that. They lost to Georgia Tech. They, they already have uh, uh, the loss to, to North Carolina, the, the bad, debilitating loss to North Carolina. But they only have two conference losses. They still play Florida State, and they still play Louisville. This is a team that could absolutely sneak their way into an ACC title game, or at least into the conversation. So not, not all is lost for Miami, and they showed it last week against Clemson and a huge goal line stand. Uh, just to finish up that game. Now they get a Virginia team that's coming off of a, a probably the biggest win of Tony, not probably the biggest win of Tony Elliott's career at Virginia. And I, I think that this is a big spot for both of these teams, but Miami is the better football team. And I think they're going to show it. Yeah. And the other thing is they're supposed to get their quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke back. Yep. Let me remind you, they won 28, 20 in double overtime with Emory Williams playing the yep. entire game. They, they did not have Van Dyke against Clemson. So he comes back to an offense that uh, obviously he slides back in for quarterback should be pretty confident based on, on how that game went uh, against Clemson. 
look, I think Virginia was it was a nice one off for them. I, I don't think that's a, a level of momentum they can carry uh, into Miami. And you're you're right, Miami is going to be very interesting because that Florida State game coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, if Miami gets some some positive feelings in that forward momentum, um, they could throw a whole wrench into the college football playoffs right then and there. Well, maybe not even the college football playoffs. Just no, as, I mean, if they were to be the ACC, not uh, no, well, which, they, I mean, I guess admittedly could do it. I if mean, they would be Florida know. State, I think it throws a wrench because Florida State yeah. wouldn't be in the discussion. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's not exactly for themselves, right. not for they themselves. They do play, but so they do play Florida State. They could play Florida State twice because they could also play their way into the ACC yeah. title game, yeah. which then uh, that would just be a complete antithesis to what we've seen from Mario Cristobal in Florida State so far this season. But what spurred a lot of that? <laughs> animosity i guess down in uh in coral gables was the loss to georgia tech and they're also playing another ranked team on saturday fresh off of the loss to boston college a game that they really got out physical then i would say um boston college i'm not gonna say they wanted it more but they they dominated the line of scrimmage this is a well, let me Carolina let me team. jump in let me jump in here and let, let you break down the game because i want to hear what you have to say more than what i've got to say on this sure game, because this is another game and look, North Carolina's looking for a rebound after what happened last week and all that stuff. But th- this is another game for Georgia Tech at home. And and I have no explanation. I know you've tried to dive into the details, but I don't know what's going on with this team in home games versus on the road uh, in the ACC. So, so, look, this is a home game for Tech, which I now have no belief in, no trust in, no expectations in uh, against a North Carolina team that is better than them. So you tell me what what I'm looking for here and why it's just not what it needs to be in home games for Brent Key. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is because it's it has been consistent with Brent Key is when he's on the road as as a road dog in the ACC. I think he's he's four and one, uh, which is inexplicable because then you flip him and come around on the at home and I think he's one in four or something like one in five or so, oh and four I believe actually is a home favorite against the against or he's one in five against FBS opponents I believe, and I'll go double check that number in just a second here. But I tweeted it out for my personal Twitter page after the uh, the Boston College game at Chichap ATL. If you want to go give me a follow, uh, I have all the Georgia Tech coverage that you could ever want because, well, of course I'm a twenty four seven beat writer for the Yellow Jackets, um, but. Look, this is a game that Georgia Tech needs. They need it, especially after last week. They fall to Boston College in a game that I thought that they were the better football team. Uh, they just throw interceptions. Haynes King can't stay clean. Uh, for whatever reason, he's kind of getting gunslinging, and he's throwing the ball down the field. He had three interceptions, including a pick six on Saturday. And ultimately, I think it's it comes down to their inability to run the football. They're very hot and cold in that regard. I want to see what they can do on the ground against North Carolina, but this is a really, really difficult spot because for whatever reason, too, like this is another one of those weird stats. Georgia Tech is 2-0 and in the last two years against North Carolina, a ranked North Carolina team, 2-0. And I think this is a different set of circumstances here specifically because Virginia, obviously, they jumped on the Tar Heels last week. North Carolina is playing for their, their playoff lives, at least their ACC yeah. title game lives. This really wasn't the case last year. This was a team that was just sort of coasting and just playing at a good level. And uh, that's when Georgia Tech came in and kind of punched him in the mouth last year and played a physical brand of football that sort of jumped on him. But for whatever reason, Georgia Tech seems to play better. They play up to their competition, but then they also play down to their competition. And I think that just comes down to consistency. It comes down to a culture. It comes down to the head coach. And I think Brent Key 
is looking to establish the depth in the in the actual talent that exists at Georgia Tech. But as far as the consistency goes, I think that's a really important step. And I want to see what they do after the way that they lost last week, where I feel like they got out physical by Boston College, who a team that I don't think is a better football team by any by any means. But it's one that I think that they should have won that game, but or at least been not as beat quite as bad. 